Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to the podcast. I genuinely can't believe we're in December right now and we've been in December for a week, over a week now and I'm still at that point where I'm like, is it November? Is it September? I feel like this year has been really fast but really slow at the same time. I just, I really don't know where I am with it. Time just doesn't really exist anymore. Been a very strange year, a good year, a bad year, everything in between year, but here we are. So today's podcast is one that I am really looking forward to sharing with you because it's something that is very close to my heart, very personal to me. And it's with a guest that I just, I just think she's amazing and she's lovely. And she is actually my old boss and she's just such a great human being. And this couldn't be coming at a more appropriate time, I suppose, because it is about acne. It's about her journey with acne. And at the moment, I am having quite a flare up with my own acne. And that is all because of maskne, unfortunately. And we're just living in that age right now where, you know, we are experiencing bad skin from something that we have to wear on our face right now, which is just not ideal. So today I am joined on the podcast by Sarah, who you can find on Instagram at Sarah underscore skin story. And as I said previously, Sarah used to be my boss when I worked in London and we definitely bonded over our skin stories. And she has this Instagram page and she also is on YouTube. You can find her under Sarah Perkins and she should be the first one that comes up. And I just am in absolute awe of what Sarah does online. She, from the get-go, has been so real, so raw and so honest about her experience with acne and has just, I believe personally, helped so many people feel more confident in the skin they're in. And we touched on this in the episode, but I think it is so important to remember that acne is something that affects so many people, millions of people. And if you're experiencing bad acne or if you're having a hard time with your acne, then just know you aren't alone in this and your feelings are completely valid. Acne is something that is really personal to each and every individual, but it's something that affects you in so many different ways. For me, it's something that really emotionally and mentally affected me as as well as something that physically affected me. And I think this is the same case for Sarah and for so many people that are experiencing it. So without further ado, let's jump straight into this episode with the lovely Sarah Perkins. Hey. You okay? <laughs> yeah, how are you? I'm good. Oh, it's so nice to see you. And you, it's been forever. Your skin looks amazing right now. And I think that's something oh, that I've always been really definitely. envious of you because I feel oh, no. <laughs> like you always used to come to work with no makeup on and I'd be like, oh, I really want my skin to get there. Oh, Hayley, honestly, it has been a journey. And like, I yeah. can definitely relate because I had so many times where I was just like, why is my, why is my skin not like someone else's or like mm-hmm. vice versa? Like I'm sure there's been times when people have thought the same about you as well. So it's just like, you know, everyone's kind of got their own insecurities. I'm sure people would look at you and, and think that you've got everything kind of nailed. Like you're mm. super outgoing, you're confident, you've got amazing hair, mate, like you're beautiful. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's so super like slim physique. And like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's times where like, you know, everyone, everyone focuses on the one thing that they're insecure about. That's yeah. what I've noticed and actually forget about everything else that's kind of going for them and like that they should be super happy and confident about. So 
yeah it's been it's been a lesson in a lot of ways I think acne mm. not just my skin so <laughs> it's such a yeah, weird sure. thing isn't it I think when you get acne it because I mean I think we've both suffered with it for quite a lot of our life and it's it's one of those things like when you get it it completely engulfs you and it's so hard not to get into that frame of mind where you're like the only thing I am is my acne and everyone is staring at it when you know you know deep down no one is staring at it but you can't shake that feeling like when you go out you're like oh no everyone's looking at me yeah 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 a hundred percent and so yeah it, it almost becomes like um all in, like what's that like all consuming like mm. you think that that is your identity and actually what's so weird is actually it's yes okay having acne is like a skin condition that's visible but at the same time like the, the individual spots they do come and go like yeah. you know <laughs> it is like a transient thing like you cannot be defined by something that comes and goes because otherwise no. you come and go and that's not that's not true so no. yeah god this is it will probably be a very in-depth conversation Hayley I have always a lot to say on this yeah. subject <laughs> <laughs> it's so like I think when you get acne in the first place as well like it's that whole trying to figure out like I, when I first got it I was probably like 14 or 15 15 and you're kind of like in that that phase where you're like oh it's gonna go it will be gone and then it stays and it stays a bit longer and you go to the doctors and they're like try this try this and you you try it all and you you like one thing will work for a few weeks and then it won't work anymore and oh the the journey of trying to calm your skin down and find what works for you is the most frustrating thing in the world yeah and also full of so much disappointment because I think when you start a new treatment or even if it's like a diet or a supplement or whatever you put all your hope into that and you kind of think like right is this going to be the magic bullet that's finally going to rid me of this problem that I've just been dealing with forever but actually that kind of journey of putting so much hope and pressure on yourself to get to a place which probably is unrealistic to some degree anyway like feeling 100% okay about yourself probably is is a far more um it's far more complex than just what your skin visibly looks like right so um yeah so much hope so much disappointment but ultimately I think it's probably about getting on with your life and enjoying your life and doing what makes you feel good first and not waiting for your skin to clear up before doing those things and that's a mistake I made definitely yeah because I think you always you always get in that headspace where you're like I will do this when my skin looks better or when my skin's better I'm going to be really happy and I think that's why your social media is so amazing is because you kind of came onto Instagram with your page at a time when people weren't really showing their flaws like I think that's only starting to become more of a trend now or more of a thing that people are quite open and you kind of were just like this is my skin this is what it looks like and you know we're all very normal because I think for so long skin has been something that's airbrushed it's made to look perfect and we look at all these people in magazines on tv like everywhere on the internet and we think why do I not look like that like I've got bumps on my skin or I've got scars I've got spots and everyone else is perfect yeah absolutely and also there's so much I mean, even now you're saying completely rightly that there's like this kind of trend of acceptance, like Mm. in this body positivity kind of community online and same with skin positivity, which is amazing. But I still think that is yet to really kind of be reflected in mainstream media because, you know, sometimes now they might show someone's real skin and it might not be airbrushed, but, but honestly they have pretty pretty perfect skin like yeah you're not having to airbrush very much it's sad that that was even airbrushed in the first place like to be yeah. honest so I mean seeing somebody with visible acne in a commercial or advert or whatever for like something you know like proactive people they see adverts on tv for that but you're like they've got one spot like yes. I don't think they need to be whacking like benzoyl peroxide on that like no <laughs> relax it will probably be gone next week like yeah it's <laughs> so, not a big deal 
it's, it's all good you're gonna be just fine yeah like seeing people with actual visible acne even just reflected in in advertisements for acne would yeah. be a really good start and that is that isn't even anywhere to be seen so yeah I think I think it's great kind of that Instagram community side of things and online like having that representation but it's still far far from from what I would think yeah. is um helpful yeah definitely I think it's I wish that when I was younger I had a page like you to look at because my skin was not like the odd spot here and there. I mean, it still is covered in scars and stuff. But when I was younger, my skin, I remember just standing in the shower and washing my face and the entire, like the entire part of my face, like everywhere was bumpy. And I was like, this isn't normal. And everywhere I looked about acne, it was just like, you know, a pimple on their forehead or a pimple on their Mm. cheek. But I was coated in acne and there was no one there going, oh, it's normal. And if you do this and this, and I remember back in the day, it was always like dry your skin out as much as you can. Oh my God. Toothpaste. Yeah. (laughs) I was there with you. Don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I'm, uh, yeah, (laughs) so relatable. I had the exact same experience and you're so right. It would have been so much more helpful to have other people sharing what their skin looks Mm. like. I remember even going to sleepovers with my friends and they would like, everyone would just be sitting around with like a baby wipe taking their makeup off. And I was like, absolutely not I'm sitting here full face of makeup this is staying on me indefinitely Mm. um and it is really sad that that we've been made to feel like that because honestly there was as me and you are speaking now and we're not the only two there was millions of people in exactly the same boat and if it Mm. wasn't so I don't know especially by media when we were probably reading magazines um when we were kids yeah you know those sort of magazines definitely made it out as if it's oh it's a teenage problem you'll get a few spots and then move on with your life but the reality is actually for lots of us that doesn't go away and you know there probably needs to be better support not just to help dry your skin out clear acne whatever it was that we were told to do but that emotional side and that support that kind Mm. of comes with obviously having a visible condition that everyone kind of judges you on or you assume people are going to be judging you on you judge yourself on definitely so yeah yeah it's it's quite uh impactful like I think it's not always considered by people who don't have acne how much of an emotional impact it does have on you. That's the thing. And I I know that in my friendship group, there was only kind of me and one other girl that had really bad acne. And I would, I remember, I just remember this so many times at like sleepovers or when we'd all be sat together, just like gossiping, I would break down and be like, it just, it's so painful. Like, I don't think you can explain how much it changes your mood. Like I remember not that long ago, actually, probably about six months ago, maybe a little bit longer, I had like a really bad outbreak and it changed my mood. Like I was aggravated in a bad mood. Like I couldn't feel happy because the feeling on my face, and it just reminded me of all that trauma from when I was younger like it, it's really yeah. painful it, it looks bad yeah. but it's also it's it's like having something on your your skin that's angry and constantly dra- like dragging your attention and people don't yeah. often think about that and I know my friends used to be like it doesn't even look that bad and I'd be like it doesn't matter about that anymore it, it hurts and it, yeah. it's affecting yeah. me and that's something that Completely. I don't think that many people used to even realize. Consider at all. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember like lying. There was one side of my face. I remember that was just so painful. Like don't mm. get me wrong. They were both pretty intense, but yeah. one side was particularly bad because they were across my jawbone. Mm. And I remember, sorry, not my jawbone, my cheekbone. Yeah. But it probably is again. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I remember just lying on the side of my face and being like, I can't actually sleep on my side. This actually is really, really mm. painful. And it was just, I remember just 
just lying there being like it's actually beyond that now as well like I just want to feel okay when I go to sleep you know I just don't want to have to think about it because even if even if it wasn't painful it's just the awareness of it being there yeah you're so right it totally alters your mood and there'll be some days you know when you wake up and your mood is is slightly better because you're like oh great okay these are starting to calm down and that you know changes your mood for, for the better but yeah you just feel completely at the kind of peril of like <laughs> what your yeah. skin wants to do about how your mood's gonna be oh it's awful it's so hard to like I just think it's one of those things people don't ever realize and I, I always if I see someone with acne now because unfortunately it is something I look at on other people like I think because I'm so subconscious yeah. of it never ever judging anyone obviously but I'll always notice it on someone else and you can see different like you, you get used to what different types of acne there are and you see the ones that are just whiteheads which I personally don't find white heads painful like they're just they're just there it's the cystic ones and whenever I see someone with cystic acne I just want to be like give me a hug like I know I know that you're fighting an internal battle right now because you just you just know how it feels and there's there's so many products out there and there's so much stuff pushed on you and you're taught all these different things and I mean what was your journey like with that because obviously in the end you went into Accutane didn't you yeah yeah exactly so yeah my journey started out um, I mean to be honest I've always had a very acne prone skin but it was actually when I came off the pill when I was 26 um, which is quite a few years ago now Um, (laughs) and, and I like in within two months went from what I thought was like pretty problematic skin to like yeah. next level. Like there wasn't anywhere, like there was no skin left yeah. <laughs> free by, by this. And it was so kind of traumatic to be honest, Hayley. Like I felt really like, I felt really depressed about it, to be honest yeah. with you. And I think it's because I'd already kind of struggled all that way through teenage life being mm-hmm. insecure about my skin. But actually it got to a point where this was beyond like an insecurity. This now felt like it defined me like you know yeah. like this was me I am acne like I wake up and I think about that first thing and I go to bed thinking about it and so yeah it was it was it was pretty intense so I tried lots of things I went vegan mm-hmm. um which I did not do properly it was a very extreme <laughs> diet I wasn't eating anything but fruit and vegetables yeah <laughs> we've all been uh, there yeah <laughs> you try anything right yeah like, you're like whatever they tell me online I'm gonna get yeah. it go but yeah not good um I tried tons of different supplements um I even paid this acne coach which oh, I actually looked through these emails the other day because I was laughing mostly at myself and then I was like do you know what? this isn't actually that funny this is really sad I'm looking at like messages from a really desperate person yeah. who really wanted this person to help but um oh god yeah I just tried so many different things eventually I went back on the pill after about I can't remember how many months exactly but it got to a point where I could just tell my skin was really visibly scarring Mm -hmm. and also it was like you were saying like the visible um, not the visible sorry the actual pain on my face which is not being able to sleep properly Mm -hmm. um it just got it just became a lot so yeah I did go back on the pill for a while for about a year um whilst I was waiting to speak to my dermatologist again I think lots of people in the UK can understand like on the NHS like seeing a dermatologist isn't isn't the quickest process not at all (laughs) so yeah I think in in, in the back of my mind I was like it's fine whatever happens you eventually I'll be able to see a dermatologist but Mm -hmm. you have to go to the GP you have to trial their recommendations you then have to try everything you know has already not worked just Mm -hmm. to be sure then you get to go and see your dermatologist and finally by the time I'd seen her yeah I mean I was I was kind of I was kind of excited to go on Roaccutane to be honest with you I was just excited to come off the pill and hopefully just kind of I don't know clear my skin for good I mean I think that was slightly unrealistic expectations but 
I did, yeah, I did do a course of Iraqi playing. How did you find going on it? Because I know you've shared your experience quite a lot and it's something that I've always, I remember I used to ask you a lot about it because I was so like, shall I do it? Shall I not do it? Yeah, yeah, it's intense, isn't it? That, that decision's so mm. big and I think my opinion on it has fluctuated like up and down some days. Yeah. Oh my God, amazing. I've had, you know, it's been so great. But I mean, there are side effects, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, my, my experience whilst on the drug was pretty intense. So I didn't, like my skin wasn't perfect by any means until mm-hmm. probably like, I'm going to say perfect. It never became perfect, but yeah, I, it never stopped breaking out until really the fifth month, which feels like mm-hmm. a really long time when you're on a drug that's really drying you out. And so in that fifth month was then when I felt like, oh, this has all been so worth it. I'm so happy I did this. And, you know, I still am really, really happy that I went on the drug. It changed my skin. Like, yeah. even now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still definitely have like large pores and blackheads and things mm-hmm. like that, but yeah they are like minimal compared to like how even those yeah. were before I could say so my skin has definitely changed it's been now 17 89, almost yeah three and a half years since I came off it mm-hmm. four years ago since I was on it um and yeah I don't have any huge regrets about taking it but obviously at the time there was there was tons of things like the dryness the body aches the nosebleeds all of those things mm-hmm. that make you a little worried to be on such an intense drug definitely it's one of those things like there's so many mixed reviews about it and I think the one thing that everyone forgets gets is that although we're all human beings and although we're all very similar we are all very different in terms of like your genes your dna and so what works for some people won't work for others and i mean i know from for me personally i have been on different drugs from doctors before that seemed like they worked and then i came off and didn't work and i know when i went on the pill it just masked the problems that i was having and although got rid of it at the time as soon as i came off it i had the same experience where it was like nope you've got acne um and so i i considered roaccutane a lot i was like i feel like it's something i should do but knowing how i've reacted in the past i was like i i know for me if i go on it i will get the severe side effects and i probably will just struggle a lot with it so i i didn't do it and i think it it's one of those things like we just always think that if someone's cured their acne this way it's going to be the magic cure for you as well and i think i mean knowing all the things you've tried and right now I feel like you've you've got to such a good place with your your skin and you know exactly what works for you but it's it's such a long journey and it's such you know it's trial and error and you do have to really get to know yourself don't you like with your diary yeah yeah absolutely I think it's god yeah so much trial and error involved Mm. and I think a lot of the time we go into things a little bit blindly like we think right we need to remove every kind of thing that could possibly trigger our skin mm-hmm. and actually the stress of doing that I don't know I'm maybe you've been in the same boat Haley, but definitely I've been really restrictive with my diet before I've been really restrictive mm-hmm. about what I'll allow to put anywhere near my face you know what I mean like yeah. even sometimes when my boyfriend used to kiss me I'd be like oh yeah. my god kiss me on the cheek and now he's gonna wash my face again you know I'd be like <laughs> going crazy over it which is just mental like that's just no way to no definitely not be happy right so and I just sort of thought to myself, it was a few years ago and actually my skin was in a, in a pretty good place. But I guess what I was disappointed with was that I was still breaking out regardless of the Roaccutane experience. Mm-hmm. I was still always going to be acne prone. And I thought, you know what, I'm actually okay with that now. But what I would like to know, I'd like to understand why I'm breaking out. So at least when I do get the get a few breakouts, I'm not worrying that I'm about to relapse. I can understand yeah. my body better and I don't have to live in this like fear of breaking out all the time because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you also can relate to this. If anybody yeah. has ever had acne, you wake up and you check your skin. Like yeah. you're always just like, have I broken out this morning? Instantly touch your face. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that habit, oh God, it's really hard to rid of, get rid of. And, I, and I, I'll be honest, I still do that regularly. Um, but I didn't want to be in this like anxiety, fear of, of relapsing any longer. So I started to track my skin. Mm-hmm. I had like um, a period tracking app that I first started to do this with. Yeah. But I noticed obviously that was great for tracking my period, but it wasn't very good for like really understanding triggers for my skin. So yeah. I went about just kind of tracking this in my own way. Um, and then I thought, you know what, this is actually really starting to help. And I've realized, you know, actually when I get these really bad breakouts, it's around ovulation. And mm-hmm. when I've, you know, if I've had a, a lot, of, a lot to drink, annoyingly, yeah. <laughs> not only the hangover, but I also then get quite an intense breakout. Yeah. yeah. And there were just little patterns that I was starting to pick up on. And even more than that, I then started to test things that I thought were triggers for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, like changing my pillowcases all the time actually has zero impact on my skin you know so that's one less thing to do in my acne regime or whatever you want to call it and and little things you know like sticking to a really boring but consistent skincare routine Mm -hmm. really helps and I know that's not exactly glamorous but I I will do that you know so I don't have to be buying new products finding new things every month that I used to do Mm -hmm. it just needs to be consistent so yeah the journal has been amazing it's taught me so much about my skin I'm really really happy I created it and yeah it's been exciting actually just designing it and seeing other people use it yeah yeah it it has been amazing and I know it's a lot of commitment to stick to tracking every day but hopefully it's helping everyone exactly it is one of those things I think when you're trying to cure your acne or try and manage it the most obvious thing is to track what you're eating and what you're putting on your skin and everything like that. The, the most simple thing in the world, that is that is it. It's not trying out all these fancy skincare products, which are everywhere. Like I am such a yeah. sucker for it. If I go into, like when I was in America, when I went into Sephora, it'd be like this really nice, pretty packaging. And I'd be like, oh, don't buy it. Don't yeah. buy that. So I just get samples. Yeah. I'd always get samples and never just <laughs> yeah. throw myself into buying it. Cause I know I'm one of those people that'd be like, oh, it's really pretty. Everyone says it's good. I'll just get it. But yeah, like just, just tracking what you're doing. Like I know I've done some diets in the past where I, I went sugar free for almost a year, um, which has actually ruined wow. me in terms of sugar now, because if I have two too much I just crash just really don't feel oh, wow. well um yeah. so my body now is very used to not having that much sugar which I just I, I'm I'm okay with that because most stuff that I have isn't high in sugar anyway but if I do have sugar oh my god does my skin go wild oh, it's yeah, yeah, awful yeah. but there is yeah. it's, I think it's just the most obvious thing but none of us you know none of us even think about it it is the most obvious thing to do is to track everything yeah it's interesting isn't it because I think I think we feel like it has to be hard and it, yeah. and don't get me wrong clearing your skin is not an easy job I'm mm. not I'm not taking that away but I always thought god I'm gonna have to take these antibiotics wean myself off the pill go on to Roaccutane yeah. uh try these different chemical products on my skin like that that's the only way I can do it and don't get me wrong those things will help to some mm-hmm. degree but actually the things I've seen a real impact like a really true impact not just on my skin but also on how I feel yeah. about myself has been through like just having a basic understanding of like yeah what's going on and and you're right yeah it, it doesn't sound exciting um it is like super straightforward but yeah sometimes there are things that do actually work <laughs> yeah definitely and you're going through some some things with your gut health at the moment aren't you yeah so I'll be honest like it almost felt like <laughs> I felt like I just got to a point where I was like I think I'm okay about my skin I think mm. I'm ready to like close the door on that chapter and I think I'm okay and then literally overnight I started with these gut health problems like it's been two years now and I've had acid reflux and a burnt throat every single day like there hasn't been a day without this and you know I've been diagnosed with these other things like gastritis and 
small intestinal bacteria overgrowth any fun but um yeah. yeah it's massively impacted my life more I'm, I don't know if I say more so than acne but in in a in a similar kind of way not yeah. in maybe the maybe not in the emotional way that acne did because obviously yeah. you're really thinking about your physical appearance but mm-hmm. definitely in the way that you kind of have to eat and manage your lifestyle and like take it into account all the time and mm. yeah it, it it's quite stressful I, I'm not gonna lie and I think stress has a big impact and a big role on gut health as well so yeah. it feels like a it feels like a new journey but at the same time it feels very closely related to my skin and I've yeah. seen a lot of patterns there I can tell exactly Exactly when my gastritis flare-up is, is almost about to begin because then like the other week I started to feel them come up again and, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a coincidence like tracking that in my journal right. it just isn't so it's all we're all one living organism right like it's, yeah. all, it's all very much connected <laughs> oh massively and I, I you're you've been doing sort of more like naturopath kind of things for your gut right yeah exactly so I'll be honest at the first with, with acne I definitely mm. wanted to do it holistically that was like yeah. I was going in hard for that like in the first instance um I think the difference this time has been that I that there isn't this magic drug at the end of the line like there isn't a raracutane no. to fall back on like it is you have to do the work and I think now if I if I had acne now I think I would also want to put in the time and really prioritize my health over choosing yeah. a drug like raracutane but it's totally everyone's personal choice yeah now I'm going down the route I've got a naturopathic nutritionist who I regularly speak to I'm doing acupuncture or I am. Um, yeah I'm, I'm going I'm going for it because I really do think I need to prioritize my health more than anything and and yeah I'll, I'll give it I'll give it the time and the patience to try and do it right if that makes yeah. sense and do you think that the gut health and all of that stuff is anything to do with like a busy lifestyle because obviously you've always had a very busy lifestyle and you're kind of you I mean you've you've got a nine to five and you also have your social media and you're just from the outside you've always been very go 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 and I mean do you think that that has had an impact or well has that had an impact on you yeah yeah I think it absolutely has that's so funny because I remember Hayley because obviously we used to work together and yeah and it's interesting because we would both be like oh gosh yeah we're doing this but then after work we've got this and then we've got yeah. to film our YouTube stuff at the weekend and then yeah. we'd always we'd always be like what we're we doing next what we're we doing next yeah. and and I think we quite we, we're quite similar in that sense but yeah. we're probably both quite type a mm-hmm. always trying to work on a project like you're doing your podcast now yeah um trying to do a million and one things all at once right so so yes definitely I think there is probably a certain type of person that is probably more whether we call it genetically disposed to or whether yeah. we just say it's like part of our personality we're, we're more likely to probably get these situations where we have got health issues we have acne mm-hmm. things are going on and I think it probably is our body in probably some sort of stress states that we can't quite find balance with and mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that the definitely my gut health issues really kicked, kicked into drive when I when I started yeah when I started to feel burnt out to be honest I was I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning to create my journal to design mm-hmm. it I've never had any designing experience so I was, I was finding it fun but at the same time I was finding it a bit overwhelming yeah and then going into the studio every morning with you you know like yeah. <laughs> we'd get up, we'd go we go and work for the day and then we mm-hmm. come home and then I would exactly be filming my YouTube content thinking my Instagram content and I think the thing with social media as you very well know Hayley yeah. is it does not end there no. is no like a finished deadline and then you're done yeah. <laughs> it's just like go 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 always forever yeah. yeah and I suddenly thought to myself I think I've had into three years I've been uploading on, onto YouTube I've had one week off and it just it's it's intense and I'm a, mm. such an all-or-nothing person and, and I'm trying to prioritize that to not be the case anymore but absolutely that has had a huge huge impact on my gut health and 
and yeah next year I'm going to be prioritizing taking maybe some chill time yeah and I feel like 2020 has kind of really put everything into perspective because I know for me I've always like when I moved back from London back here I took on two jobs and still had my YouTube and still was doing all of that and I I got really bad gastroenteritis when when I was doing that and it oh it was awful and it was I kind of looked back on that and I thought that wasn't a bug where did I get that from and I think it was just kind of my body being like this is too much, way too much. But it's, I think this year more than anything, obviously I think a lot of people have been kind of forced to slow down and forced to look at what they're doing and be a bit like, oh, okay, I was doing a lot, way more than I probably needed to do. And, you know, life still, life still goes on. I think we all forget that. I think sometimes we think we have to be doing so, so much, you know, really pouring everything into many different yeah. things and having our fingers in so many different pies and it's, it's sort of I think that realization now it's like I am the priority although I want many things at at the base of it all if I'm not healthy and if I'm not happy everything's just a little bit redundant you know completely I absolutely agree with that I wonder so a question for you Hayley actually yeah. like I wonder because I feel like we have had quite similar journeys with things yeah. Do you think that there's an element, and I only say this because of a conversation I had with someone else who kind of pointed this out, but mm. do you think that there's an element of you that feels like you need to basically prove your worth by being productive, by being successful to almost, I don't know what the word is, not that acne should be a defining feature of our, like either of us, but yeah. we almost feel like we need to overcompensate and, and show our success and worth in other ways. And I don't know, someone said that to me and I was like, yeah. wow, like that really kind of hits deep. Like I feel like maybe there is something to that for me. And I just wonder, I mean, you don't need to answer that, but mm. it would be interesting to see what your thoughts are on that. That is so interesting. And I, th- yeah, I think, yeah, I, um, I think because of acne and a lot of other things, I've always kind of had this feeling of not being good enough and not being worthy. And I know a lot of that does stem from the acne and kind of always feeling overshadowed by it and not confident because I, I think when you have acne, a lot of the time, if you've got something that's um, physical, you can feel very unconfident in your abilities and in in yourself as a person and yeah I think for me I think that's manifested in being really busy and trying to prove myself in other ways so a hundred percent I think that is why I've always been like oh I need to do this so people know that I'm you know she's she's done it she's she's good she's worth something yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and it's and it's also interesting that we choose that to be online you know like we've kind of made this kind of life for ourselves where we are documenting and showing what we get up to and 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 our successes we're celebrating them publicly we're not sort of you know doing this in our bed well we are doing this in our bedroom but you know what I mean we're not (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're not not keeping it private no yeah I just I just think it's interesting because I gut health skin all these things like they do manifest from being I believe quite stressed and not in the sense Mm -hmm. that maybe there is a big stress that I know you've been through lots of big stresses in your life but I think you know, that kind of chronic stress that's almost kind of low grade, but very, very Mm. consistent catches up with you. And I think, you know, what you're saying there when you had two jobs and you were doing your YouTube and everything else on the side, it's, um, yeah, we don't realize how much it impacts our health. No, it's crazy. And I think, I know when we were working together, you were talking a lot about uh, meditation and kind of, were you journeying a lot? I can't remember what it was, but I remember you telling me you were doing all these things and I was like writing it down. I need to do this. You were saying it just kind of, I know you you practice a lot of gratitude and you were saying it was making such a difference to your life back then. And how you felt in yourself and even to your skin yeah yeah absolutely and I still stick by that I write something I'm grateful for every single day in my 
journal mm-hmm. and I know and I know how annoying it is to hear this because there's gonna be people with acne maybe listening to this who are just yeah. like oh my god whatever and I've been there I remember the biggest part I remember yeah I remember someone saying this to me when I had when my skin was really flaring up they were sort of like you know it's almost taking your mind off it you need to you know not be so stressed about it and you'd mm-hmm. just be like there is absolutely not a chance I can do that please shut up yeah but um <laughs> but I I really think there's a lot of value in training our minds to feel better about the situation that we're in even though I know it's shit Mm -hmm. you know like I know that this health these health issues that I've got with my gut health I know that they're shit but if I dwell too much on that they just feel worse and no one's you know no one's outside waving like um (laughs) waving a flag saying oh she's had enough now like she's had a bad day give (laughs) give Give it a a break like (laughs) yeah (laughs) no one's gonna do that so I feel like we do kind of have to advocate for ourselves and just feel choose in some way as difficult as it is to feel grateful about other things to not let it be all-consuming um and so certainly by like journaling meditating I mean meditating goes in waves I'll be honest but I feel like my morning walk in the morning is meditative so yeah (laughs) I will choose that it's it's so Um, hard sometimes to just take the time to sit down I feel like you get really uncomfortable in in some of it but it's it's such an underrated thing and I think it's something that we're always you always hear like successful people talk about meditating and going inward and calming the mind. And just, I think there is something about just like, I mean, journaling, you, you realize so much about what's going in your, in your head, because a lot of the time we're not really listening to how we're actually feeling. We can just either push it to the back of our minds or we get distracted by outside noise. Like I know for me, sometimes I I feel really rubbish. And instead of sitting with my thoughts, I'll put on the TV or I'll put on music or everything I do has noise attached to it. And recently I've just sort of gone, why, why is it? I can't just sit and listen to what's going on internally. And so, I mean, I've started running at the moment and I don't run with headphones in. I don't run listening to anything. I just get inside my head and it's been so like, I don't know, it's been such a sort of defining moment for me where I'm like, okay, there's a lot going on in there that I'm not really addressing. And it's so important to listen to that. And I think we all just forget that that's actually going on. Oh my God, massively. That's such a nice idea. I think I'm going to do that as well. I think the other day I was walking and I was like, why am I listening to this podcast? It's actually stressing me out. Like, yeah, just turn this off and just, and just walk. And you're so, you're so right. Like we do, we do everything with some sort of distraction. We can't, we can't just be like everything's a multitasking situation and yeah. we're probably just yeah our, our brains are probably just in absolute overdrive from all of this kind of bombardment but yeah super interesting concept about just being and just not doing anything and and yeah I, I I probably need to practice that better but I am I've become much more aware of that and certainly with the kind of trying to have a a meditation practice and mm-hmm. being more mindful as that's yeah. Just a word. Um, <laughs> yeah I think <laughs> I think that's that has really helped it's definitely given me perspective mm-hmm. and it's definitely allowed me to feel a bit more kind of comfortable with my own thoughts I think lots of the time I used to kind of push things to one side yeah. and, oh I'll deal with that later yeah. um but yeah I mean if anything's going to confront those thoughts it's, it's definitely 2020 so um yeah I'm, I'm not surprised you need that time to go running and just yeah. not have any kind of distraction yeah yeah, no, 2020 has just been like the weirdest year. I think I, I go in waves of it as well. I'll be like, oh, 2020 has been 
all the bad stuff aside, has been a really like great year for me and it's been really eye-opening. And then I have other days where I'm like, 2020 is the worst thing that has ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think we all yeah. are. Yeah, it's, yeah, completely. It's just, it, I'm trying to see it as it's been really different and we've all learned a lot, but yeah, let's not do it again, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, def- definitely not down to do it again. <laughs> Um, and also, I was just going to ask you quickly, Hayley, while you're speaking mm. there, about going back to your kind of gut health situation. And you yeah. sort of said when you were working, these sort of flare ups had happened. Mm. Like when you stopped, when you stopped having, I mean, I, I don't know if you did stop, but how did you manage to get yourself back on track? What was, was it that you were thinking, my gut health is really in a bad way, I need to slow down? Or did you slow down and it naturally went away? Or like, how, what was your journey with that? I'm interested. It literally happened just before I went back to Disney. So it was about two months before I was going and I was working um, the two jobs and both of them were kind of like peaking in busyness. But I just said to one of them, I was like, don't schedule me as much. I don't want to work as much. I can't do it. I can't manage this. And then I went on holiday and then I went to Disney and I don't know what it was. It was like my whole body just relaxed. And I think it was, I wasn't, I think during that time when I was working the two jobs and doing a lot, I was really, the food I was eating wasn't really the best for me I was kind of in this um headspace where I was like right I need to get really really healthy and like really you know really focus on what I'm putting on putting inside my body but I was doing it too much to the point that I probably wasn't getting all the nutrients I needed like maybe I was going oh make sure I have lots of like leafy greens but wasn't getting enough carbohydrates with the leafy greens or I don't it was it was kind of like I was trying to get the right nutrition but doing it all wrong Um, and when I got to America I just relaxed all of that and I very I ate very intuitively I was like if I want that I'll eat that and if I'm if I'm craving this I'll have that and I think that's kind of what helped and yeah I think it was just like feeling really happy like I was back in somewhere that I really really love I was surrounded by people that I you know really really loved and doing a job that I loved that it was just like everything just kind of melted away and that's when my skin started getting a lot better as well and so I, I think it's there is a lot to say for just slowing down and listening to your body and feeling happy like I think when you can find stuff that brings you joy things just feel better and that reflects on every part of you really doesn't it absolutely and I'm yeah that's amazing to hear because I really I really am trying like next year I've kind of said is yeah. that is the year that I'm going to be prioritizing like feeling good like not doing things yeah. just because I feel I have to and and it's amazing that you had that experience so you know intuitively now like if you are to ever have something like that show up again whatever yeah. gut health issue it might be you you know that it's kind of telling you something about what's going on like externally as well and, yeah. and how you deal with that so yeah I think it's cool to have those experiences and kind of learn from them so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that process and I'm, I'm gonna yeah. give it a go <laughs> yeah definitely I think it's, it's all about listening to your body which is so hard to do like I just think we often don't even think about listening to what's going on internally in so many different ways <laughs> I know I know it's so true isn't it it becomes mm. quite a lot and um yeah I mean oh god there's so many things that I think we could all do for our health like so many things that we could probably prioritize before just automatically going to diet like like you just said I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm the same like I, we kind of go for the things that we feel like we can control easily yeah. without really doing the work in other ways which are definitely more impactful like yeah finding joy finding gratitude and things yeah. you know choosing to do things that you know you, yeah that you enjoy that aren't just always a chore like isn't just part of your to-do list 
So that's really cool. Do you think now that you're working from home and you're not kind of commuting into work or being in that environment, do you feel like you're feeling more relaxed and less stressed? So on two parts, yes, I feel like great. I've got a bit more time back. I have Mm -hmm. no idea how I would go about going back into that situation of being on the tube for like 15 hours a week and whatever. But I do have to say, I think there's maybe some, maybe I'm not the only one that feels like this, but I think for the rest of us that are still in jobs, and Mm -hmm. I think I speak for everybody saying that I'm so grateful to still have my job. There is also this extra pressure, I find, because I feel like at any point it could be taken away from me. And I think, you know, I'm almost overcompensating at times and being so contactable as well. Like I think when you're in the office and you don't reply to someone's email or Slack message, you don't feel guilty because you're like, you're at, you're at work, they can see I'm here, I'll get mm-hmm. back to them. But if somebody messages me, which they do continuously, like all day, every day, <laughs> you yeah. feel the need to really reply very quickly and action everything very, very quickly. And I think that becomes an additional stress that I don't think I was ever expecting ha- to have working from home. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Having Having more time is super valuable and that's one thing I'm grateful for this year definitely actually you saying that that's something that I think a lot of people haven't really thought about because I know if you're if this wasn't 2020 and you took a week to work at home say you do really overcompensate like I know when I've worked at home before I've been really like I need to make sure I'm on emails all day and I'm really doing everything so they know I'm working and not just slacking off like you really feel like you've got to prove yourself don't you massively yeah I think so you just really have to show that you are there you're doing your job Mm -hmm. and I think there's this kind of additional thing which I know isn't happening to everybody and I'm not saying that my job is somehow on the line but yeah I think there is this general feeling of oh like will I will will my job be taken from me at any moment like Mm. not because of anyone's fault but just because of like the economy and like whatever you know you never know what could happen and so I think you're always trying to prove yourself to prove that you know you're a valuable member of that team and that you're needed and it's a lot isn't it like you know you feel that that kind of pressure yeah can can kind of build up and again it's probably one of those like low chronic things that are just happening all day every day that you're not totally aware of (laughs) um, on reflection yeah it does feel it does feel a bit intense but we're all going through it this year yeah definitely and I think it must be just such a strange thing going from because I mean the the work that you do I don't know how much has changed since I've been there but it was a lot of studio work and office work and so doing that from home must just feel a little bit alien almost because it's such a different experience yeah so I think we do a lot less producing we do a lot of commissioning um, and I have definitely preferred the commissioning structure to having to produce everything in-house which yeah yeah has has its pros and cons but yeah certainly I think I've preferred this kind of more strategic way of working over the last year or so but yeah it's a different environment I'm as I said like I'm, I'm quite an introvert really despite the fact that I have a social media presence I, I love yeah. time on my own and I love not talking to people yeah <laughs> so no, I'm the same <laughs> are you oh, yeah weird. <laughs> sometimes it's just so nice to like be oh you're working from home be like don't have to like get dressed up today don't have to worry about my face my hair I can just exactly. roll out of bed <laughs> I love it exactly the same here and yeah I just um yeah I just quite enjoy that that way of working I kind of hope that there is some flexibility you know going forward with working environments not just mm-hmm. where I work now but like everywhere really yeah I think we're kind of realizing a lot more that all there's a lot of work that we thought we could only do from an office space but actually it's 
being proved that you can do it from home just as effectively. And I think that's been such a great thing for 2020 because it's just kind of, you know, taking the pressure off in some ways. But yeah. Yeah. And I know so many people that have had like a really great experience either going on Revaxitane or like having some time to actually focus on their health, you know, yeah. to journal, to do all these things that maybe they never thought they had time to prioritize before. Mm. Um, and now, you know, they can kind of go into it and feel like actually, you know, those two hours a day I was commuting or whatever it might be actually I can spend you know focusing on my health or myself or, or you know I've got loads of friends because I'm turning 32 next month that are having children so yeah. they've all been at home you know on maternity leave or paternity leave and mm. actually spending time as families and I think that's that's a really cool thing to have that kind of balance back is is really nice thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode and thank you once again to Sarah for coming on the show today and sharing your story and your experience with acne I truly think what you're doing is helping so many people in so many ways and it is just so important after recording this episode I sat down and I did some journaling and kind of really did some self-reflection on my experience with acne and went through some of those feelings that I kind of guess I've been harboring or locking away about how acne made me feel and I think this was a really important conversation for me to have with Sarah and it was a really important episode for me to record because I think there are so many feelings locked inside me that acne kind of put on me I've never felt good enough and I've never felt worthy of a lot of things in my life and I do remember growing up from sort of 18 into my 20s thinking that my dream of being a TV presenter would never happen because I didn't look right because I had acne and everyone I saw on TV had gorgeous glowing skin and I just always thought my acne is what is going to stop me from going anywhere and it was something that stopped me from approaching different men approaching people and just putting myself out there and it's something that now I reflect on and look at how I am as a person now and how much I've grown and how much I realize flaws are just flaws they're not things that stop you from you know, developing and going forward in life, I realise how stupid it was. And I just want you listening, if you feel any of that, to know that that is not the case, that your acne does not change your abilities. It does not change your worth. Like you are so much. Acne is just, it's just there. It isn't you. It's just something you're experiencing and eventually it will go away. And I know it is so, so hard and something that is so emotional, but you can get through this. You will get through this and eventually you will have skin that you touch and just feel so over the moon with. And if you don't have acne, it's such a weird thing to hear, but honestly when you can touch your skin and not feel bumps it is suddenly like the world is amazing and again I know sometimes I can be very negative or talk quite badly about social media but prior to social media it was a lot more difficult to find people that were experiencing what you are experiencing so for that I'm very grateful and for what Sarah's doing I am also very grateful because again as I said before I think she is making such a positive impact on so many people's lives so again if you aren't already following her I'd really recommend it you can find her at Sarah underscore skin story on Instagram and I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and as always if you are enjoying the podcast it would mean the world if you could rate and review us and I will speak to you next week for another episode.